Next month, we will be six years since the Brexit vote. How time flies when you're having fun. And with time comes jargon. And lots of it. So let me explain. Let me explain with Sean Defoe, a News Talk original. Welcome to Let Me Explain, a News Talk original podcast with myself, Sean Defoe. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you're listening. We take a look behind some of the biggest headlines of the week. But think of this episode as sort of a dummy's guide to Brexit and the Northern Ireland protocol. And six years on from the vote, it's kind of like forgetting someone's name. There just comes a point where you're too embarrassed to admit you don't know it. And it's gone past that time frame where you're allowed to ask. It's kind of the same with Brexit jargon that you hear in the news all the time. It reminds me of that old banking ad, I don't know what a tracker mortgage is. So if you don't know your Northern Ireland protocol from your article 16, this might be the pot for you. We're going to start off this one by stepping into the News Talk quiz studio and I have roped in Mairead Cleary from the newsroom to act as a quickfire quiz master. Thanks for joining us, Mairead, for some of the confusing terms that come up when we talk about Brexit. OK, Sean, your time starts now. What is the Northern Ireland Protocol? It's a trade deal between the UK and the EU that avoids a hard border in Ireland by checking goods coming from the UK at Northern Ireland's ports instead. What is Article 16? It's a safeguard allowing the protocol to be suspended by either side if it's not working properly. Why does the protocol exist? Simply put, to avoid a hard border between Ireland and Northern Ireland. How many unionist parties in Northern Ireland support the protocol? Ah, trick question. None. When did the protocol come into force? In January of 2021. What's the Irish Sea border? Well, with there being no border for checks on the island of Ireland, it's now effectively down the middle of the sea between here and Great Britain. What is the UK government trying to do now? Pass a bill so it can change a bit to the protocol without the input of the EU. Is that legal? Well, the British Foreign Minister says yes, but our Foreign Affairs Minister and the EU say no, probably not. And finally, for a bonus point, Sean Defoe, what are the sausage wars? Ah, well, there's a grace period in place that allows sausages and chilled meats to come into Northern Ireland from Great Britain. And when that ends, they're actually going to need veterinary checks on those goods, which has caused a big controversy now known as the sausage wars. So stepping out of the newsroom quiz room, I suppose that's your PowerPoint notes version of things, but let's take a look at it in a little more detail. And we'll start with the one that's dominating the news at the moment, the Northern Ireland Protocol. At its most simple, the protocol is a trading arrangement designed to stop a hard border between the Republic and Northern Ireland. And like most trade deals, the details are far from sexy. There's a reason The Phantom Menace is considered by many to be the worst Star Wars movie ever made. The whole plot is based around a trade dispute. How do you think this trade viceroy will deal with the Chancellor's demands? The negotiations will be short. And even Liam Neeson's Jedi coolness couldn't excite people on the nitty-gritty detail of the protocol. So to fully understand it, let's first take a look at what it was trying to prevent. We don't want to see um, any customs posts between North and South, uh, nor do we want to see any tariffs or restrictions on trade uh, North and South. Um, They were all abolished in the 1990s. Uh, We don't want to go back to that. When Brexit happened, there was a real risk of a hard border with Northern Ireland. You had the Republic of Ireland remaining in the EU's market for goods and services, the single market, with one set of standards. And then the UK, which wanted its own market and its own set of standards, which could be different, and some in the EU worried 
could be worse or could be lower standards. The fear being that the UK could lower the quality of the goods that were sold in its market when doing trade deals with countries around the world, and then those goods, those inferior goods, could end up coming into the EU through Northern Ireland. Because if both the EU and the UK had their own trade rules, different trade rules, Northern Ireland is like the bit of the Venn diagram that overlaps and could be said to have both. So, how do you check goods going from Northern Ireland into the Republic of Ireland are of the same standard? Well, enter the protocol. New deal. A deal that can heal the rift in British politics. Unite. Unite. Unite the warring instincts in us all. The plan agreed by the UK and the EU made sure there were no checks going north-south by moving those checks to the ports in Northern Ireland. So when certain goods arrive there from the rest of the UK, they're checked to make sure they meet EU standards. Northern Ireland, as a result, has remained the only part of the UK still in the EU's single market, and that's where new problems have come in. It has changed our relationship with the United Kingdom, and not one unionist elected to this assembly supports the Northern Ireland Protocol. We do not consent. DUP MLA Paul Given expressing a concern many people in unionism have that basically instead of creating a border north-south, one has been created east-west, which they believe undermines Northern Ireland's place in the UK. And in their view, it's an unfair border that's been created between two parts of one nation, sort of like if you put a border check going from Dublin to Cork, I guess, in their mind. It's also had an impact on businesses in Northern Ireland who import from Great Britain, meaning extra paperwork and higher costs, particularly small and medium enterprises. And so many have turned to actually get those goods from the Republic of Ireland instead. And CSO data shows that our imports from Northern Ireland in the first quarter of this year were up 34% compared to 2021 and exports up nearly 50%, boosting business ties on the island of Ireland, of course, but also moving Northern Ireland's economy away from the rest of the UK, which is a concern for unions and has led to the DUP deciding to keep Northern Ireland's government collapsed. I'm not going to go back on my word. I'm not going to say one thing to the electorate and the day after the election do a vote fast. I'm not going to do that. I gave my word. I sought a mandate on the basis of sorting out the protocol. I'm committed to doing that. The sooner it happens, the better. DUP leader Jeffrey Donaldson saying there will be no government until there's reform of the protocol. So you have a standoff. The EU says the protocol is absolutely needed to protect its market. The DUP says it has to go. And Boris Johnson, who signed up to the agreement in the first place. We would love this to be done in a consensual way uh, with our friends and partners, uh, ironing out the problems, uh, stopping some of these these barriers east-west. Well, he also says the deal that he signed has to change. And his government is designing basically a gun to hold to the head of the EU during those negotiations. I want to be clear to the House that this is not about scrapping the protocol. Our aim is to deliver on the protocol's objectives. British Foreign Secretary Liz Truss, and she's confirmed the UK is drafting laws to allow it to change the terms of the Northern Ireland Protocol without any EU approval. Imagine you signed a contract with someone, be it a car loan or a mortgage or a rental agreement, and then the other side said, actually, we're going to change bits of this whenever we like to suit us, and you have no say over it. You 
wouldn't be too happy. And the EU isn't too happy either. At various points, ministers have said this plan would breach international law and the EU will respond with every power it has. The UK basically wants businesses in Northern Ireland to be able to choose what standards of goods they stick to, either EU rules or UK rules. Which raises that initial problem again. How can the EU be sure that inferior goods aren't coming into its market through the back door of Northern Ireland? We are seriously concerned that, uh, as it seems, the uh, UK government uh, is embarking again on the unilateral path. We know that uh, unilateral solutions cannot bring peace, stability and predictability uh, to the Northern Ireland. Mara Sefcovic saying the UK can't go this alone, but that's still exactly what they might do. And if making a law to change the protocol on their own doesn't work, they have another option called Article 16. Now, the British government shouldn't underestimate the impact of making uh, a decision to set aside elements of the protocol uh, and effectively deliberately breaking uh, mm. an agreement that they made. Article 16 is a safeguard in the protocol. It means either side can suspend parts of the deal if it's causing serious economic, societal or environmental difficulties. And the definition of that is somewhat up for debate. Would say the persistent collapse of the Stormont executive count as a serious societal difficulty? You could, you could argue it. You could definitely make that argument. It could also be triggered if the protocol is leading to a diversion of trade, which again, one could argue, has now started to happen. But again, there would be hefty consequences from the EU, which could lead to an all-out trade war between the European Union and the UK. The EU is saying this is an international deal. It stands under international law the same way the Good Friday Agreement does. And you can't undermine that without facing serious consequences. Both sides say they are committed to coming to a deal together, negotiating it, and that's the best way forward. But they've been saying that for six years and we still haven't got there. So that's the story, for now at least, with the Northern Ireland Protocol and everything Brexit. It's been a long slog of a six years. I remember waking up the morning doing an early 5am start shift in News Talk news reading when the news broke, uh, and that feels like a very, very long time ago. And I fear, unfortunately, that it is still very far from over. Hopefully this is a bit of help in getting behind some of the jargon and what's really going on. And if there's anything else you'd like us to cover on the pod, you can, of course, tweet me at Sean Defoe or Instagram message Sean Defoe News and let me know. Don't forget to subscribe to Let Me Explain wherever you're listening. New episodes every Thursday. This one was recorded and researched by myself with John Q as editor, Lachlan Hart making things sound good on audio production. I'll chat to you next week.